Welcome to the LBCF podcast. Our vision is to learn to live and love like Jesus, where we live, work, and play. To find out more about our community, you can visit us at lbcf.org. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by this teaching from our community. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be here with you uh, this morning. Uh, again, yeah, my name is Alvia Lee. Uh, my wife and I lead the high school ministry here. Um, and then uh, I'm a part of the teaching team. And so I just get real excited to get to teach uh, and, and get to encourage, give words of encouragement for our community. Um, we are now in the fifth week of Lent. And for those of you who aren't familiar, Lent is a is a um, annual rhythm that the entire Christians around the world engage with. And really, it's 40 days. It's a season of 40 days that leads up to Holy Week, which is where we celebrate and observe uh, the death of Christ and the resurrection Easter. And as a part of Lent, many of you are currently fasting, uh, fasting from luxuries like food or or Starbucks, maybe social media. Uh, and besides fasting, Christians around the world um, engage in all kinds of unique spiritual practices, whether that's like uh, whether that's um, extended prayer, uh, daily prayer or doing a daily devotional to kind of just focus and zero in on what God's doing. And LBCF, we have also engaged in a booklet that we've given out. And if you haven't received this booklet, uh, you can, I think they're still, they're still available, um, but really it's a weekly Lenten devotional and it's themed again and again. And this theme again and again is pretty massive. Um, really all it is, is as we slow down during this time of Lent, as we devote time to prayer, this season helps us to remember that time and time again, man, we're just human and, and we're broken. And this is simply the experience we have over and over again in our daily lives as Christians or as people. Um, time and time again, there's this reality where we realize, man, I'm a sinner. I, I, I mess up time and time again. I actually, I really need Jesus to be real. And so as we wait for the, the crucifixion, the death on the cross, and as we wait for resurrection, these are realities that we, we absolutely, uh, we hold on to. And it's like, it requires faith. But for me, it's like, man, I really need to know this. Now, this theme again and again is, is not solely based on the fact that we're broken and that we are messy humans, messy people, um, but it's even more so based on the fact that again and again, God chooses us and he comes after us. He draws us near. We know we learn from the scripture of God's character and the scripture teaches us that God time and time again comes to us and says, hey, I am forming a path to restoration for you. I'm leading you right now to repair again because I'll never forsake you. And the issue with these truths and these facts about God, for me personally, is I know I'm up here. I've, I've gone to church for some time. I've read the Bible. You know, I, I've learned them. People remind me of these things all the time. But for some reason, it's difficult to really engage with it in here. Like this journey from the head to the heart. So it's a rocky one. And it's really challenging. 
Um, and so today I want us to, I want to talk about covenants. It might sound kind of random, um, but uh, the reason why I want to talk about covenants is because our view of the covenants, or for lack of better terms, promises that God makes with us, our view of these covenants really impacts how we interact with, how we trust and walk out all the other tenets about Jesus that we believe. Because the truth of the matter is, is truth of life is that we, we need Jesus. We need to know that he, the spirit is our comforter. We need to know that Jesus is our redeemer and that resurrection is real. So how do we make that? How do we cross the, the gap between the head and the heart and walk in solid truth? So let's go ahead and read. I'm gonna, I want to look at two uh, covenants today. Uh, there's several covenants in the Bible. Um, these are two primary covenants. In fact, this first one, the Abrahamic covenant, uh, is probably the most major primary covenant in, uh, in Scripture. And in fact, um, to me, really the entire narrative from this point on through the New Testament really rolls out of this covenant. Um, and so I keep using the word covenant. Um, I have heard it taught that covenant simply means an agreement or a promise. But I'll talk about how that's not really perfect. It's not a perfect definition, at least for me. And I'll talk about that in a second. Let's go ahead and read. Okay, so Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. God says, he calls out to Abraham. And he says, Abram, get up and go. Leave your country, leave your relatives and your father's home and travel to the land. I will show you. Don't worry, I'll guide you there. I have plans to make a great people from your descendants. And here the covenant starts. I am going to put a special blessing on you and cause your name, your reputation to grow so that you will become a blessing, an example to others. I will also bless those who bless you and further you in your journey. And I'll trip up those who try to trip you along the way. And this is the, this is like the, the part of the covenant that lights my heart on fire. This is, this is the jam. God says, through your descendants, all the families of the earth will find their blessing in you. Other translations say that every single nation on earth will be blessed by your seed. And, and so the significant part about this is that as we wait in this Lent season, we wait for, uh, we wait to observe, uh, you know, the Jesus's death on a cross where he pays this price for our sins. And we wait for the resurrection and we expect it. And we, and we know what we know of this, these things actually were spoken into existence when God spoke this covenant. It was like God reaching his heart this plan that he's had all along to bless all nations on earth. And that includes me and my neighbors. And then he spoke it into existence. And so my point is that covenants really are not so much like promises. They're more like laws of nature, like gravity, or for the better term really is laws of creation. So when God created the earth and he spoke, he spoke the universe into existence into movement, we still are living within those these realities. When God spoke light into existence, we know light like it's there's no we don't doubt that tomorrow the sun will rise and light will fill the earth. We don't have doubt about that. 
And I, um, I argue that God's covenants, especially this unconditional covenant, is just like that, where there's no undoing it. So and Abraham could not have sinned his way out of this covenant. He couldn't have been unfaithful to have caused God to no longer be faithful to this covenant. And this is the reason why thousands of years later, we get to celebrate the blessing that we have, that every nation, people of every nation can celebrate in the resurrection. Now, this is significant to me because even if I lived before Christ, uh, this would be a hope for me. Like, I really need something to happen. That would be my heart's cry. And in the same way, still, there are things today, truths about God that I really need to be true. Uh, I want to look at another, the, the, other, the second covenant we read in the scripture reading. It's in Jeremiah, and it's called the New Covenant. And here the second half of it, verse 34, I'll read it. It says, no longer will people have to teach each other or encourage their family members and say, you must know God. Because all of them, all of God's people will know me intimately, God says. From the least to the greatest of society, I will be merciful when they fail and forgive their wrongs. And I will never call to mind or mention their sins again. And so this is another covenant where I go, man, God, I really need this covenant to be unconditional, that we can't sin our way out of it. Is this truth? And I'm here to say that, yes, absolutely. It's like this, too, is like a law of nature. It's like gravity. When I jump, I know I'm going to fall down. And also, when I turn my ear to the Lord, I know that these, these truths, these covenants are true. In fact, I believe that this covenant, through by speaking this covenant, God spoke into existence the events in Acts and Pentecost. And it's not undoing previous covenants, or at least the Abrahamic covenant, but in a sense, it's a continuation. It's all filling into this Abrahamic covenant that all nations will be blessed. And we talk about multicultural ministry. And so, guys, we are in this Lent season and uh, fishing for some um, some uh, insights to share this morning. I asked a group of my friends, we were like, it was like 10 of us. And I was like, hey, guys, how has Lent been for you? And one of my friends spoke up and said, uh, well, it kind of feels like I've been in Lent this whole year. <laughs> and and uh, and I just we all laughed and I just it really resonated with me because I think that's absolutely so true in a way like we've gone through this wild year we talk about it every year, every weekend we talk about how tough the pandemic has been or or the 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 election was really uh was tense and or, or conversations surrounding race and diversity have been really difficult for people for me personally uh my my wife and i during pandemic had our first born beautiful daughter and um Man, we're stretched in, and that's been part of our challenge. We've never known a lack of sleep like we do now. <laughs> and and we've, we've been short with one another and have, have had conflict just because we're overwhelmed by the season that we're in. It's all good, but still, it's overwhelming. And so um, with that, I just want to acknowledge that, man, we come together, we're, we're, we're worshiping together this morning, and we come together from all sorts of places, not only different rooms, but we join together from different places that our hearts are at. Some of you during this time of Lent are, are going through feelings of, of grief or pain, and others are feeling hopeful 
of the resurrection to come. Others might be sharing and and feelings of of being overwhelmed that I'm feeling. But regardless, no matter where we are, we need need the truths that we know in our minds to, to travel to our hearts so that we can walk firmly and in confidence in what we've learned about who God is in our lives. And so I, uh, I'd like to uh, share a practice today. Um, and in the, in the children's story, we talked about different things that we can do to remember um, and, and, and to stand firm and in the knowledge that we have of Christ. Um, and today I want us to, to practice something called the centering prayer. Now, Jeremiah 31 talks about the fact that the scripture was written in our hearts, and I related that to Pentecost. And I did that because it really is true. The spirit dwells in our hearts. God, the presence of God is constantly in us. In fact, I often pray when, like before I teach or before I walk into church, I'm like, God, come, Lord, come. And then I always have this thought of, well, God is here. God, you know what? Let me turn that around. Let me focus on you, God. Help me to see you. Remind me of your presence, God. And so the centering prayer really is a way to do that. Now, there's so many things that we can do to refocus and recenter on the truths, these laws of creation that we live within. Um, We can talk with one another, encourage, we remind each other of the truth that we know in Christ by sharing testimonies. We can put on worship music and listen to, to words being repeated. Um, And then we can also enter into prayer practices. And so the centering prayer um, is a it's an awesome one. Um, And it's 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 popular. You can Google a centering prayer and there's hours and hours of material that just teaches people how to engage with this sort of prayer in different ways. Now, we're going to do sort of like a, a really watered down version of it, because really, I think that you need you know, a lot of time and space to do this. Not too much, but more than the two or three minutes that we'll engage with this. Um, Really all it is, is it's a meditation on scripture, but that's not necessarily the point of the centering prayer. The centering prayer is to help us to tune in to the presence of God within us. That's what it is. It's not about memorizing scripture. It's not about uh, the practice itself of doing something really awesome and really Christian. (laughs) Um, But it is simply bringing us, it is a practice that is meant to bring us back to this reality that God is within us. This reality that God spoke into existence through Jeremiah and Jeremiah 31. And so I picked the random verse, Isaiah 40, 28 and 31. And uh, you see it on the screen here. And um, I'd like for you to, I'm going to read this verse three times through. I'll pray and then read the verse three times through. And I'd like for you, as you listen to the verse, to kind of key in um, to, to a phrase within this scripture um, and, and ask yourself what stands out to you. It might be his wisdom is beyond understanding, or it might be uh, that um, regain my strength. I will regain my strength or soar on eagle's wings. Whatever it is for you, when you have that phrase in mind, I want you, while we do this practice, I want you to keep that in mind. And then I'm going to, so I'm going to pray. I'll read the scripture a few times through, and then I'm going to kind of back out and just allow for a few minutes of silence. This is when the practice starts. And during this time, um, your challenge will be to hang on to this, this phrase. 
keep it in your hearts. And while you do that, I want you to just focus in, try to feel the presence of God. For many of you, it might feel warm, or you might feel a sensation at the end of your fingers, or it might just come into your thoughts. You might start having thoughts of truth just flood your mind while we do this practice. Before I, before I start, though, uh, one thing that for certain is going to happen is you'll get distracted, whether it's external distractions like uh, um, fire trucks uh, driving by or dogs howling because the fire trucks are driving by, which is what my dogs do. Um, or you're certainly going to have thoughts coming in your mind that aren't a part of the scripture. Some of you guys might even have lustful thoughts or angry thoughts or thoughts about what you need to do as soon as this gathering is over. And when those thoughts come into mind, I don't want you to just reject them. I want you to actually receive them. And this is the posture uh, to, to just welcome those thoughts, lustful, angry as they are, whatever it is, welcome them in. Because if you don't, then you enter into this sort of as we do this practice, you'll start to play this game as if you had a lightsaber and you're just trying to knock out the thoughts that are coming in. But instead, I want you to welcome them in, maybe chuckle to yourself. Oh, that's a random thought. And then just give them to the Lord. And to do so, just simply re rephrase or recite the phrase that you've chosen. You can say it two or three times yourself out loud or just within yourself. And then zero, as you do that, you're going to zero back in to the presence of God that's within you. This is the promise that, that, that God has made with us. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and pray, and let's try this. Lord, thank you for uh, our community. God, I'm just so grateful um, just for, like, the great amount of gifts that, that um, are part of our community, Long Beach Christian Fellowship. Um, and what I mean by that is just that you have raised up all kinds of, uh, each one of us are unique, Lord, and we come together today and we form a body. And I don't know, I just want to say thank you for that. And Lord, right now, um, I just, uh, we turn our attention to you and we acknowledge the fact that you are here with us. Even though we're in different rooms, Lord, you are the glue between each one of us. And you cause us to form a body. We are a community together, worshiping together right now. And Lord, as we turn our attention to you, I pray that you would help us to see. That you would sharpen our eyes to see you. Would you anoint our 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 ability to feel your presence within us and just make us aware, Lord, so that we can be centered on you. And so, Lord, would you meet with us? Would you allow us to know your presence? And I'm going to give this about three minutes. So Isaiah 40, 28, and 31. The eternal, the everlasting God, the creator of the whole world, never gets tired or weary. His wisdom is beyond understanding. But those who trust in the eternal one will regain their strength. They will soar on wings as eagles. Again, the eternal, the everlasting God, the creator of the whole world, never gets tired or weary. 
His wisdom is beyond understanding, but those who trust in the eternal one will regain their strength. They will soar on wings as eagles. I'm going to read it one more time. And as I read it, I want you to key in on just one phrase from the scripture. One phrase that stands out to you. The eternal one, the everlasting God. The creator of the whole world never gets tired or weary. His wisdom is beyond understanding. Those who trust in the eternal one will regain their strength. They will soar on wings as eagles. And as you guys hang on to a part of this scripture that's significant, that stands out to you, I want you to spend a few minutes meditating on that phrase. Repeat it. And again, as outside distractions and thoughts come in, welcome those thoughts. Give them to the Lord by coming back and repeating the scripture or repeating the phrase. I'm going to give you guys a few minutes. Again, some of you guys may be feeling feelings of warmth, tingling sensations in your body, maybe on your fingertips. You might feel just energy like in your abdomen, your heart. Center in those feelings. Some of you may have thoughts come in, thoughts of truth, ideas like that God choosing us. I'm going to pray. If you're just really enjoying the place that you're in right now, being centered on the presence of God that's within you, the dwelling of the Spirit, Uh, I want to encourage you to stay there. And as you go on with your day, uh, find moments to come back to the center. Lord, help us allow you to be our center. Lord, thank you for being a God that thousands of years ago had every single nation on your heart. That you've spoken blessings for us as individuals that live today in 2021. You've spoken these blessings into existence thousands of years ago. And we can simply enjoy those. Lord, would you be our center? Would you be the focal point of our eye and our speech? And as we do this, as we as we stay in tune with, with your spirit, Lord, I pray that you would use LBCF, that you'd use our community. Use us within our community to encourage and spur one another on in truth. And then also use us within our community at large, Long Beach. Lord, I pray that you'd use us to speak truth and bring truth to the city of Long Beach. 
every single corner. And we thank you, Lord. Amen. I don't know how that went for you. Um, sorry, I just yelled. Um, but I can't see you guys. So it's really interesting leading this practice. There's so many things that we can do, uh, like listening to worship, going camping, leaving the city for a moment, or finding a quiet place like a closet to pray in. Um, and I just want to encourage you to do so uh, time and time again, especially when you start to fall off center or fall away from center, where you start to forget how concrete and how real the promises and beliefs that we understand from scripture about God.